Welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows. One of the shows that we have up, well, we have it up, of course, uh, and we have it on air and online at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. We are available as both a radio loop. You know what that is. It'll be something like the analog experience of listening uh, to a radio show, but you'll be clicking in just the same to do it. And, of course, we're there as a, uh, as a podcast. Uh, there are two links there on the homepage, www.centerlefttalkradio.com, and uh, choose the one you want. You've obviously chosen one of them. You're here with us. We're glad to have you. It is Friday, the 12th of May. Almost, almost my sister's birthday. I have to, I have to send her. I, I, I do this. Well, that's another story. But in any event, I am just reminding myself. Thank, thank you, thank you. He said to himself for reminding himself of the date. Well, it's not only it, that. That's not only the reason I'm mentioning Friday, the 12th of May. More, more to the point of the Friday part of that. <clears throat> David Bach will be joining us. Uh, on today's show a bit later on uh, in the second segment. Uh, There is no lack of stuff to consider and think about. Um, We're getting, oh my goodness, (laughs) where to begin these days. Um, if, If you're anything like me, uh, and again, because I keep my nose uh, pretty much to the political grindstone, I'm very much aware of what's going on. There are days, there are strings of days lately where I have to consciously pull myself um, emotionally and I would, I, would, I would say spiritually, energetically, out of the morass that has been created by a combination of bad actors and, um, and I suppose I would have to, we, we have to add to that, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not impugning intent right here, bad actors and, and the nature of the information uh, that is communicating their actions to us. We don't know, you and I, none of us know about Donald Trump, or we don't know about Title 42 or the southern border. We don't know what's going on. We don't see images. It doesn't just come to us. Our media in some form, uh, be it social media directly, be it, be it uh, cable TV, uh, or however you get your, or maybe it's a website, it's an information board, it's, a, it's something completely skewed and whacked out or one end on one end of the spectrum or another. But one, one way or the other, these things don't just flow to us. There is an intermediary source. There is the media. You know, uh, the media is the message, uh, if anyone remembers from the late 60s and all that. uh, uh, I I, I never could understand exactly what that meant, and I think it was meant to be somewhat uh, um, uh, cryptic. 
the media is the, I, I, I never could figure it out, but it just sounded damn good to us uh, back in the 60s. And, and it really has, the media has taken on, uh, rather than being a medium, a mechanism for transmitting or communicating fact and, 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 and content, the media has taken on a life of itself. Individual media outlets or media sources basically have f more than just personalities, they have damned agendas. That's the world we live in right now. Okay, so far I'm not giving you any great revelations in all that. But the, the, the point is that the, the impact of this as much as we may factor it in day by day into the way we receive information, what I don't think anyone is, is recognizing uh, is, is just that there's, there's, there's so much further to go that the media uh, can inject itself and become even crazier than what we've already seen. And it can happen in ways that you would, would not expect. Yeah, yes, we expected Fox to do what it did. I mean, maybe we did. We, maybe we didn't realize that Fox basically was, was shooting itself in the head, that by the time they found themselves paying out $800 million uh, to cover for, the, uh, uh, for one lawsuit and maybe another $2 billion uh, for another uh, coming up, uh, the, 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 we kind of anticipated, you, you kind of know the way Fox is going to roll on these things, and you wait and see where this goes next. Well, something happened a couple of nights ago that I, honest to God, would not have anticipated. And it comes via CNN. Okay, you know where I'm going to go with this, but I have, I have to, really. Um... We had heard for a while that CNN was organizing a town hall, and they were organizing it uh, basically composed of, uh, it was going to be a, well, the, the, the rationale was, we're going to give Republicans a voice that they don't normally get. Donald and his ilk, or Donald at least, uh, it, it just doesn't get a, a standardized voice. And as we are now getting into the campaign, I don't campaign, I, I, tell me who's been, who's been nominated, tell me who's even been on a debate stage. But as we get into the campaign, reasons CNN, uh, it, it's time to give fair and equal voice to Republicans. It, it, it's some kind of a vague construct like that is how this started. And the next thing you know, they're organizing a town hall. Now, it's, this is not something you do quickly, uh, but it was being done around the time that the Dominion lawsuit was being settled. Uh, and, and so it was apparent, as, as, uh, as CNN was putting this together, that... Fox would, well, initially there was this, this big drop-off of viewership, the, the, uh, the uh, Tucker Carlson factor, the people who primarily would have watched Carlson, or maybe who were just pissed about the idea that Carlson was no longer there. They, they took a real hit in their ratings, above and beyond the $787.5 million that they are paying to Dominion to... Uh, to deal with this situation, and, and of course, other 
potential lawsuits in the wings against them. So CNN, it appears, at, at the time, I, I was... I wasn't sure which way they were going to go on this. The notion of bringing Trump on a stage with a female commentator who, to my knowledge, doesn't have a particular reputation for being the toughest and sharpest tool in the shed, certainly someone who would have at least a chance to hold Trump to some level of uh, truth and accountability other than saying a word or two and then having him overwhelm you. That's the standard way in which live Trump one-on-one -on -one usually happens. No, CNN stacked the deck against its own capacity to control Trump. They went out and got themselves a totally Republican or, or right-leaning independent audience, a few hundred people, somewhere up in New Hampshire. And the thing that I found so... I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched bits of it. And I've seen many other excerpts played again and again. The thing that really got me on this... And you, you would, you'd have to have known my parents... Uh, my parents were, they, they were where the right, where the ultra right would hope to wind up uh, someday if they could get everything any way they wanted. Their mindset was that far right. My father especially. It was a mindless political uh, mindset. Uh, it was anger, it was fear, it was all those things that I've talked about for about six or seven years now here on Center Left Radio that essentially will produce a mindless, reflexive uh, mechanism for basically just letting out all of your fear and frustration. And knowing my father and knowing uh, the the difficulties that he faced in his life, it's so apparent to me where the message would need to go, or where the message would invariably wind up, and, and, the, perfect, and the perfect object for that, for that message is exactly where he was perhaps 25, 30 years ago. He and my mother, I, I would come into their, into their place and, hi, how are you? Well, shh, be quiet. And, and uh, both were kind of hard of hearing. And so on the TV, Rush Limbaugh, when he had a TV series, was cranked up at full volume as you walked in the house. And he was saying things that back then, and you have to, you know, this is, this is in the 90s. We're in the late 90s at that point. And he was saying things that were absolutely uh, repugnant to me, that, that, in, that presented lies about so many things. Uh, he was, of course, attacking, uh, uh, attacking Clinton mercilessly in those days. And let's see, let me think of who the presidents are as we go forward at that point. And uh, yeah, that's right, Bush comes in after Clinton. So this is, he's mostly attacking Clinton during that period and making statements about U.S. history that are completely inaccurate. And, and I would walk in, and, and again, the, the, the volume is blaring, and I 
basically just wanted to say hello to them. I wanted to get the hell out within seconds of getting the hell in. And my father would invariably start off with, how can you listen to the other crap that you... It was one of this, this type of thing. You, you get what I'm talking about. But the, the, the point of all this was that um, the audience that Limbaugh had in his live show was very, very distinctive in the sense that everyone, all the males in the audience, older, younger, mostly all white, of course, everyone was at least wearing a suit jacket and most were wearing jackets and ties and the women were all dressed up also. And it was a, it was a whole kind of a formality. It was sort of, we're elevating ourselves. We are better. We are stronger. We are more, uh, we, we, we are classier. We are finding ways to be better than anything else. You By being part of Donald and Donald's world, in essence, it is deserving. It, he deserves a a formal presentation. He's coming in a suit and tie. Well, by God, we're going to be in suits and ties and, and good dresses and everything else. In a time in America where this is absolutely, uh, no, no, no one, no one bothers. But I, I could not for an instant stop thinking about the analogy, the visual analogy between that and a Rush Limbaugh event. And you have to remember that CNN has produced, manufactured, put this together, created the look and feel everything of it. And it, it was at that moment that I realized that there was a conscious effort being made on CNN's part to recreate. This isn't accidental. People just don't suddenly show up in jackets and suits to a Donald Trump event and look exactly like the same crowd I saw at a Rush Limbaugh event. No, CNN was consciously aiming for a new audience. They were looking for people who might remember the Rush Limbaugh uh, era, of TV, and they were looking for people, obviously, who had there had been part of the uh, Tucker Carlson thing on Fox, and were looking for a new home. CNN, in essence, before you even heard a word of the crap that came out of Trump's mouth and the ineptitude of the of the of the narrator of the of the of the commentator, the host that was running the show, she got walked over almost instantly. Before you heard a word of that, you were visually confronted with the reality that CNN was trying to create itself, recreate itself as a, as a landing zone for Trump-level type ultra-right-wing people. And I was disgusted by this. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, CNN... You're supposed to be kind of rational. I, I, I know your ratings are way the hell down. 
I know, I, I know you're not where you want to be. I know with firing Don Lemon and a, and a few other things, and, and you, you're just doing anything. You're, you're, you're basically twitching and writhing, trying to figure out what you're going to do to be able to pull in some kind of a larger audience share. And I, and I know that probably the easiest thing to imagine is that, hey, we might be able to pull in some of all it is is numbers, people. I mean, which is the Fox way of thinking about all this. It's, it's just numbers. Why don't we just go ahead and resurrect and, 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 and rise out of our own uh, ratings ashes as a uh, landing zone for crazies? And we'll and and our first and we'll put Donald on air under some cockamamie constructed notion of fairness and equal play, and and it'll all inure to our benefit ultimately. Well, financially, because it'll it'll bring us listeners and viewers, and and that's going to work, won't it? This remember this as. Fox is paying out seven hundred and eighty-seven point five million dollars to uh, to a company who has been defamed by them, and where the possibility of being a similar vehicle for lies and the like that will be put out by a Donald Trump, totally predictable lies, totally foreseeable, while Fox is reaching into their pocket, and CNN, I assure you, doesn't have anywhere near the same deep pockets. The ink, the, the, the money has barely, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if Fox has actually paid this money out yet, but, but it's, it's, it's still fresh, it's brand new, everything is right there. The defamation case from from uh, from Eugene Carroll th that she just won she just won a sexual assault civil battery case and defamation by a 90 to 0 count of the jurors one of whom is is has been identified not by name but as a devout devout ultra far right wing listener of uh, of of heavy duty uh, Trump, Trump-type material, getting most of his news and information from those sources. A, a jury that was selected as much by Joe Tacopino as it was by the prosecution, uh, not prosecution, by, by the plaintiff's lawyers. This is a civil case. It was in federal court, but it was a civil case. Very important distinction here. No, no, wait, wait, it was... Wait, wait, hang on. No, no, it was a New York. No, 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 it was a state court. Sorry, sorry. It was a New York law that gave you the right to sue uh, for one year, and that was a, it, it went past the statute of limitations. It gave it gave anyone who was a victim of sexual abuse a one-year window to bring a uh, civil case uh, for abuses that they may have suffered, recognizing the fact that women have traditionally uh, been quiet and silent about these things, but you'd have a huge burden of evidence to overcome in order to get the information, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And, and E. Jean Carroll uh, apparently filed her lawsuit, knowing this law was about to be signed, and her, and her legal group knowing about this, Within hours of the law being signed, they had filed their lawsuit against Donald Trump. The law was just signed last year. 
I think it may be on the verge of running out. I'm not sure where this, you know, when exactly. But it's a one year. It was a one year window of opportunity. And obviously, uh, they 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 were going to have a huge burden of proof here. It's it's a situation where something that happened in the '90s, and she couldn't even come up with a a precise year and situation. But the memory of it, the people she spoke to. The events surrounding it at the time, her mental state, her credibility, all of this would have to come together in very refined form to convince nine jurors that she was telling the truth about something that Donald Trump did. It would appear to be something that a that a defendant in this situation, Trump in this situation, who would be able to, or his attorney should be able to knock the hell out of with no difficulty whatsoever if it wasn't an airtight, absolutely true situation and smelled of it and, and felt it and all those other things. Sure, bring it on. We'll knock the hell out of it, right? You would have thought that. You would have thought that. But you see, Trump decides he's not going to show. And everyone, anyone who is rational and sane, knows perfectly well that if Trump does show, he will be massacred on cross-examination. His lies, his attempts to fabricate, his, his, his baseless defenses, his, his calling her names, his demeaning her, his, his, his inability to restrain himself, his emotional, his emotional insecurity, his fears, his, his anger, his, 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 his sense of being grieved and wronged will be spilled before this jury and they will be invariably convinced of his uh, liability in this case. So what does he do? He doesn't show. And they convict him, and he, well, convict, they, they found him liable for, uh, for sexual assault. What happened, which is very, and this has not been reported in the news as, as much as it should be, Part of the testimony given by E. Jean Carroll when she was cross-examined by Joe Tacopina, and this, this, this got kind of sensitive, she was, she, was, she was very specifically asked by Tacopino uh, to, to, can you, to, to make her, force her to try to absolutely corroborate and verify the fact that she had been raped by Donald Trump. In other words, he had forcibly entered her. Well, what wound up happening is that she herself said, and clearly they had thought about this, her, her counsel, and I'm, 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 I'm going to put this out there because this is another, another terrible uh, blaspheming <laughs> of Trump's, they didn't get me on, they didn't get me on rape, I didn't rape her. What she was what she told that jury and what she told Takapina, what she told the judge was she knew damn well that he was sticking his fingers up her in that dressing room, but it was happening so quickly, and the guy was such an octopus, and it was all just being pushed at her so rapidly, she couldn't even remember. 
She couldn't tell if sometime in this process of just going at her, he actually managed to penetrate her. Couldn't remember. She said this herself. This is the basis for Donald claiming nothing ever happened, I didn't rape her. Now, if I were basically getting him in a one-on-one -on -one situation, and I was, as he did the other night for CNN, went ahead, it wasn't a rape, I don't know who the hell she is, I never saw her in my whole life, that's why they had to say, I didn't bother showing up because there was nothing to it, blah, blah, blah. Why wouldn't you come back with this incredibly significant piece of information? I don't give a damn how indelicate it might be. It is the linchpin of why Trump was accused, ultimately is liable for, sexual assault. It's a battery. He basically used it. He did exactly what he said he did in the Access America tape. He grabbed her. And he used his fingers to penetrate her. And that was established, and that was the basis for the sexual assault finding of this jury. It was out there. It was out of the, proud of the information. That's not out there. Are, 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 are we too delicate? Is, does no one understand how this works? Are we too childlike to be able? We would rather have Donald out there basically saying, I, I, I wasn't convicted of rape, therefore, I did nothing wrong, and I don't know who the hell she is. Why would I show up? Why would I defend? I don't know who she is. I decided I wasn't going to give her the time of day. And so who cares that, I'm, who cares that I have to pay $5 million? That, that argument is so readily and instantaneously deflated by the facts. But you see, CNN apparently was not interested in communicating facts. They wanted to gain an audience. If you want to gain an audience, you don't basically find ways to deflate Trump. If you want to gain an audience, you don't put a commentator or, or set up a process that doesn't look like a rerun of a, of a late 1990s Rush Limbaugh TV series. You don't basically find ways not to c combat this guy. You don't do a live hearing knowing damn well he's going to lie his ass off and you give him every opportunity to do so. You let your own commentator get massacred in the process. Now, that may ultimately get you some additional viewers. But at the same time, it, you knock the hell out of your credibility. You may have just put yourself in a position to be very much like what Fox found itself in when they wound up having to pay $800 million to Dominion, basically being a vehicle for the perpetuation of lies that are actionable under law. And, but, but CNN seems to have no problem with that. I don't know if they have plans for another Trump town hall or how often they plan to do this or what they intend to be able to do. 
I know that Trump may have just dug himself in a much deeper hole. He put out far more lies about the uh, documents case. He made all kinds of misstatements about that. He did all kinds of misstatements about January 6th. Given the opportunity, he's going to go ahead and just dig himself deeper and deeper. That's, that's simply understood in advance. But what I was also taken with is that at this let's call it late date, Trump is still this unrepentant child, this, this, this completely uh, unhinged uh, person. He is, he is the same person, how many times have, have we said it on this show? He was, he was perfectly described by his niece Mary Trump in a book called Too Much and Never Enough or I think it was the making of Donald Trump or something like that, but the subtext and the subtitle, and it's just stuck with me forever. Too much and never enough. Donald has no off switch. He is basically in a process, a lifelong process of acceleration. He cannot feel good. He cannot take any pleasure or rest or credit or feel that he has actually done anything. He must be attacking. He must be angry. His whole life is based on grievance. And he has found a way, brilliantly, insanely, pick your adjective or adverb, and of making others react to him. He has hit the nerve, he's hit the crazy nerve that is always there for about 25% of the country. But he has validated that craziness from no less a, a lofty height than the White House for people who otherwise would have spent their political and other lives kind of under the rocks, kind of, you know, you don't want to see the daylight, kind of, if you open your mouth too much, people know you're nutty. He has normalized for a large part of the country this level of madness, this level of lying. This, he has given permission to lie and lie and lie and lie incessantly, and the only reason for it the only, the only validation, the only, uh, what, the, the, the only, the only rationale allowable is that I feel a grievance. And therefore, if I feel aggrieved, I can do anything I want to anyone I want to do it to to express that grievance. I can attack anybody. I can go in any direction. I can destroy any institution. I can destroy any, any, uh, any reputation. I have absolutely no constraints on me if I feel aggrieved. And it's only going to get worse as we get into the 2024 cycle. This is, you, there's no way to back what I saw on CNN the other night, what I've seen, what I've heard since from Trump, there is no way to back off of this, okay? This, and, 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 and the, the inevitable, and I have to say this, the inevitable end result here is a complete and total head-on collision between our system of governance and justice 
and Donald Trump leading the train, being the engine that, that the, 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 the warped engine that could, pulling the Republican Party along. Now, I'll say this much for reactions to what happened the other night. Some Republican senators, senators, basically read, read, read more than the TV, they read the ink blots after this one and realized that if this man is going to be given that much of a platform by something like a CNN, if he's going to be not, if, if not, not as though a, a, a credible news network, this wasn't news that they did, this was, this, was, this was pandering in the worst Fox tradition, in the worst Rush Limbaugh tradition. If they're willing to do this for the numbers, for the rating, if that's all it's ever going to come down to, that's all it is for Donald, that and his anger, and he, and he basically assuages himself with saying he's, got, he's the biggest, he's the strongest, he's the toughest, he's not. Doesn't matter. It's what people believe. Perception is reality. It's, it's that simple. It's that crazy. It's this much of a bastardization of the whole, uh, you know, media is the message from back in the 60s. If that's all it is, and that means that there are no constraints on anyone in the media, and that there can actually even be a flip of a, ma a major media outlet to support him, then Donald will do the only thing he's capable of doing, pedal to the metal, no steering wheel, straight ahead, no reverse, just, and it just keeps accelerating, accelerating, and there's going to be a headlong collision. Now, will it happen before the election? Will it happen as a result of the next couple of indictments? Will it happen when the first convictions, when the first sentencings happen? At some point, and Donald will not stop. None of this will stop him unless he is stopped. He has no self-control. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if his fans, people in my own family, who enjoy him. Do you understand that you're enjoying the Donald show and you've bought into the myth? that basically, if you can bitch and moan and scream about it, that makes it okay to bitch and moan and scream, even at the expense of destroying institutions of government, even at the expense of making the United States a non-functional political entity, even at the expense of creating so much more antipathy that people can't even see straight after a while, of creating anger and fear and allowing somebody this incompetent, to Republicans, I tell you all now, this incompetent to be your standard bearer. You, you, you can't... A bunch of Republican senators caught this, understood this, understood that we are going, that, that they're on a collision course for a head... You can't have America and Trump. You can't have both. I said, I, my God, I was saying this, I was saying this five years ago, that he is so antithetical to our system of governance 
And you just feel, you know, that basically the only place for him to go is to destroy it. Because everything, every, everything about government, everything about constitutionality, everything about Jeffersonian democracy basically stands in the way of his expression of grievance. And the more he is called to task, the more it is proven again and again that basically he's guilty as sin, the greater his need to defeat all of that, to go against it, and the only way to defeat it is to tear down the system and get ready at the irony. Well, it's been irony already for a, quite a while that by becoming the leader of that which he wants to totally destroy. I will lead it by destroying it. I will recreate it in my own image and likeness. I will ignore the Constitution because I alone can fix it, says Donald again and again. Just to, again, to summarize my, my thoughts on this, this is a train wreck. And, and anything that we've, up to, up to now, okay, there have been the individual train wrecks. There, there has been th this lie, this, this scandal. Go back and go through the entire Trump administration, who, who was basically, who got kicked out, uh, what judicial, all the crap that's going on, you know. And, uh, you know, okay. Okay, the whole Bill Barr mess, all of the all the crap of weaponizing the Department of Justice, every piece of garbage out there. Good. Take those as episodes, as as sort of a prologue to the story that is about to emerge right now. And that story includes a character, Donald, who is now completely unhinged from reality, from consequence, from any sense of anything. And the only place for him to go is basically to deconstruct completely, destroy the system that he says he wants to be the leader of. And if you think that a second Trump administration would just be a, a great TV show and a lot of fun and just watching Donald stick it to the libs all over again, no. You will have no system of justice. You will have no basic, uh, no basic mechanisms for national enforcement of safety. You will have basically NATO destroyed. Don Donald will, will basically attempt unilaterally, at least, to give Ukraine over to Russia. He said that a couple of nights ago. He wants nothing. He basically will once again prove how beholden he is. He will basically upend the world order. He said, he said, you know, let them default on the debt. They're going to do it sooner or later. We might as well do it now. He actually said that on CNN, that the entire United States, full faith and credit, our capacity to function as a, as a credible leader financially in the world, that our currency should be the foundation of, of the world financial system. Let them default, he said. This, this is what you are looking at, people, in the event of a Donald Trump second presidency. He's looking to destroy the whole damn thing, to take it all down, to get even with it, to basically, to basically reshape it in his own image and likeness, and he won't be happy then. And four or five Republican senators have finally begun at least to come to their senses. I saw them, I saw them interviewed saying, no, we can't have him. No, 
we're not going to be able to work with this. That's nice. Four or five Republicans, the entire House, no. They're still, they're still scared to death of him. And they don't know how they're going to come up with someone. Can, can Ron DeSantis, can, can, can Mickey Mouse's nemesis basically uh, come along and maybe be even an uglier version of Donald? Are there, are there uglier versions that the base would be attracted to and that could somehow attract uh, the, the middle of the country, that somehow the, the independent voters would, would be more than happy to, to, uh, to coalesce around? Is, uh, is, are, are, we be, are we going to be able, or will the Republicans be able to overcome every other negative and somehow find a personal attack on Joe Biden for his age? Uh, I, I don't know. Hunter? Uh, that's not out there. No, that's already been litigated. Uh, something to basically get enough people to be stupid enough and vote against their own best interest? I, I, I don't know. I know that this is going to get bigger and uglier and bigger and uglier, and that unless the Republicans get their arms around this super fast and tip this guy, push him off the road. Find a way to get this guy off the road. Unless they do, we are going to have a head-on collision. At some point, I don't know when that collision exactly takes place, but it will explode. You cannot have someone who needs to destroy the system in order to basically fulfill his own fears and insecurities, to overcome his own fear so that he basically isn't over, that he can live with his grievances but not be overwhelmed by them, that he can live with his fear day by day. The only thing he can do is destroy. And the more room you give him to do it, the more he will destroy and the closer he'll come to doing it in a nearly irreparable form. What that would look like in America, I, I don't want to imagine. Would it involve violence? Very possibly. Would it involve having to do things that we'd never imagined we would have to do in this country? In the name of Donald's fear. Yeah. It would involve some pretty weird shit. Now, Republicans, come on, guys. All you got to do is turn the channel and stop being so afraid yourself. Try to find a leader, not a griever. Find, try to find something that you actually believe in. Try to find something other than an entertainment value human who basically has no other desire other than to basically aggrandize himself because it's the only thing that can allow him to make it through the day without collapsing from his own fear and guilt and grievance and anger. He has to stick it to somebody else, E. Jean Carroll or anybody else. It'll be you tomorrow. It'll be whatever he has to do in order to, be, to bring himself out of his own morass. Do I believe we can get through this? Yes, I do. But it's going to take some real rational thought on the part of a whole bunch of people real quick to start, to start, to start stopping this guy and start stopping this insanity that this man is basically bringing upon the Republican Party and this country.
and potentially the world. My God, he wants to give Ukraine back to the Russians. Just blow the whole thing away, blow away. He's angry. And he, and he, and he has no sense of consequence. He, two days after, after losing a $5 million uh, lawsuit, I don't know who the hell she was. She's a wacko. She was, more defamation. He's, he's, he's angry and he's crazy. He's angry and he's nuts. He'll do anything to basically assuage his own anger and fear. It's the only way he can make it through the day. Well, the only way America is going to make it through this period is if Republicans wake the hell up now. Realize that you are on a precipice and you're walking the country to a precipice with you. You can't go on. This is not a show. It's not a game. The presidency of the United States and the responsibilities and the full faith and credit of this country, it's not a game. It's real. You may not have learned it in school because someone never bothered to teach you, but by God, it's real. If we default, believe me, you'll know it's real. All of you on Medicare, Medicaid, when the checks stop, believe me, you'll know it's real. Now, come on. Let's get past this crap. Enough of this. Wake the hell up. Whatever it takes to derail this guy and in a rational way, bring the Republican Party back to being a responsible second party in a two-party system. For God's sake, start doing it now while we still can. Remarkably, a little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to center-left radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can on a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make center-left radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You're listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz, and you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. No, I will not, I will not make the suspense go any further. David, what's on your mind? Uh, well, there's a decent amount of stuff that's happened, um, but if you want to hear more, you can follow me on Twitter at Um So, we have... Uh, a bunch of stuff that happened. Um, we have the the big reveal. The Republicans did the big reveal of all the Biden corruption. And wouldn't you guess it, there's no actual real information there. I saw the headline of the New York Post yesterday, and it seemed as though there was this major, major reveal. I saw it in a supermarket or something, and I was half tempted to buy it. Go ahead. Tell me what you found out, Dave. So, if uh, in, in as the precursor to this, James Comer has been going on Fox for the past week talking about how, um, like hyping this up for the Fox audience that you know they found all this corruption. Except if you actually listen to what he says, he's like, "Yeah, we can't actually tie anything to him. We can't actually like there's there's nothing directly leading to him. We don't really have anything. It more just looks and feels weird than it is right." Watch, read my headline, and do not go anywhere below that. We don't want to find ourselves in the same... I realize what we have a First Amendment protection and all that stuff, but after what happened to Fox, we might find ourselves in the same situation here. So just, you know, accept the fact that... Just just read the headline, please. 
I, I had a feeling that's what it would wind up being. So there's nothing. There's nothing. No, there's no there there. Yeah. Well, that's also what the um, they said at the press conference. Like they're like, hey, listen, you guys got to look into. This. Like, well, you've been looking into this for months. Why haven't you? Why do you not have any proof? It's just, it's all like so. I honestly cannot believe they didn't throw Burisma in it because it's the same type of shit. It's we got all these these shell companies that we're gonna make jumps in logic to that they're going to funneling money. It's like these seven companies and funneling money to each other. And look, it, you actually have something, but you don't. And you know how we don't, and we know how you know how we don't know the Hunter Biden stuff isn't real or or anything what they say. They have. Yeah, they have the laptop information. They've had it for the last like four months, and kind of weird that none of it's been released to the public. Can only be released to the Democrats to look at, so they can at least you know agree with them. Yeah, on the, all these, there, 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 there's yeah, I, I I get that, I get that, I get that completely. And this is just uh, more proof that this and the Hunter Biden stuff are, is just political nonsense. And yeah. the way you know this is also James Comer. They've asked him, like, hey, you have the Hunter Biden stuff. Will you show it to the, the Democrats on the committee to prove, like, whatever you're saying? And they're like, no. Then go find it themselves. Like, but you have it. This is supposedly the biggest story in political history, the, the largest corruption scandal ever. Oh, yeah. The whole uh, family the has been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Changed the election forever if the one place didn't pretend that it wasn't real, even though it was based on, like, drunk fruities background information and like nonsense yeah it's the thing that you know so many conspiracies have been spawned off of and it's nothing because they if it was something they would show it yeah of course but they're going to keep playing uh three card monty with it because if they show it to you you're going to realize it's bullshit yeah if the, the, again this this is exactly why it's showing up on fox and in the new york post and you're not even hearing about this in well, I don't know what's left in the way of respectable outlets. Certainly CNN. God knows where the hell they're about to go. But MSNBC isn't reporting. You're not hearing it on any of the networks because there ain't no there there. That's the whole point. So and you're not hearing it in the news, in the, ma- in the in the mainstream, you know, rational press. So, you know. Yeah. And if you want to, let's say let's say there there's some type of thing where where Hunter Biden was trading on state, which it appears he was. Uh Okay, we're also going to talk about Jared Kushner getting two billion dollars from the Saudis, right? Like, right, right, like right, you, got a, right. you know, a person who actually worked in the White House. Um, but like, if you have a problem with that, make a law saying that you know, government officials' families can't you know work on boards or do businesses with foreign entities or something like that. Yeah, if you feel like there's something wrong here, fix it. Yeah, like, if you don't if you don't like the that. system that we're exactly, let's go ahead and fix it. Meanwhile, uh, Bill Barr and the Justice Department had four years to massacre Hunter during that period. They tried their own investigations and they came up with diddly squat, nothing, nothing that they could actually make actionable. That you know, so yeah, and, you know, and like the the um, the the gun charge that he may be under, or however he treats his. His, his daughter because he's not paying alimony or something. Yeah, okay. Hunter Biden's a piece, maybe a piece of shit. But yeah. like, Hunter Biden's not president. Hunter Biden isn't in the government. 
Yeah. Do you have any kids with problems, Donald? Do, do any of you have a kid with a problem? Let's talk about your kids and let's see what the deal is. You want to talk about that? Great. But if we want to talk about the United States and the people of the United States and representing them correctly and doing things that are correct for the government, we could talk about that or we could talk about our kids. Take your choice. You know, th th yeah. that's it. Yeah. So the, the, there's uh, just, just on the Fox thing as well. Apparently, Tucker Carlson has announced he's going to do a show on Twitter. Now, yeah, I heard there's a couple things this. going yeah, here. Yeah. One, Elon Musk said that he wants Twitter to be a 50-50 platform. Although, to be fair, I don't want to hear from neo-Nazis and uh, all the lunatics he keeps upgrading 50% of the time. <laughs> Two, so like I, I, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath for, I guess, the Rachel Maddow show on Twitter. Um, the like I don't I don't know who they, he would find as the left wing equivalent of Tucker, but uh, that would be fifty fifty. The other thing is, Twitter doesn't have a way to monetize this. Uh, oh, that's like, interesting. Like similar to something like YouTube or Rumble or Twitch that has the ability to monetize a show like this, Twitter doesn't have that capability. Uh, so I don't know how. Tucker is getting compensated for this. That's interesting. The other, is, the other thing is, the majority of his audience is not going to be people who use Twitter to watch this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, they're not a Twitter audience, not at all. They, they, they are a turn-on-the-TV audience. That's what they are, yeah, yeah. It's an older and, audience, and they're just not even savvy enough to use Twitter. So, And also, if you're Elon Musk, who who bought Twitter and then immediately tanked it. Um, you know who really likes, you know who really the advertisers like a lot? Tucker. <laughs> they really love Tucker. They love him so much. There's, they will just flock to Twitter. Oh wait, no, that's, that's actually not true at all. They hate Tucker because he's an <laughs> unhinged lunatic. You, 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 and that you, had me, you had me for a second there. Excuse me. <laughs> and then having Tucker on your, your program, your platform, about to say, like, there is no way he's not about to say some of the most unhinged white nationalist shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Imaginable. Yeah. And t they're going to get sued for libel. They're going to get sued for their advertising. It's going to be, it's going to burn Twitter down, like, in a minute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, now, the other thing, um, I want to talk very briefly about the border. So, uh, Title 42 is going to end. Now, Title 42 there was, is the only mitigation effort that the Republicans wanted for COVID. Um, and Title 42 basically said, we, we can just toss you up because it's a health emergency. We don't right. have to follow our, our asylum laws. We don't have to follow international right. asylum laws. We can just yeet you out of the country because of COVID. Now, the problem with that is you cannot simultaneously keep Title 42, which is not a good program, and pretend COVID is over. That's right. right. That, 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 yeah. that doesn't happen. So either COVID spills going on, which it is, but we just decided it won, or you get rid of Title 42. Now, we could also deal with this by, I don't know, having more judges, having a faster immigration system, having a, a pathway to citizenship, all these type of bills. Yeah, but that would take away uh, all the propaganda capabilities of the Republican Party. You can't do that. That, that would that's that's unfair, David. Well, to be fair, Biden's policies at this point are, are pretty similar to Trump's anyway. Well, well the, uh, but the, but the, but the, it's just the only, that 
the only thing that's going to work is when everybody sits down and actually decides to go ahead and revise the system. I mean, there's first of all, there's so much more to immigration than just the southern border of the United States. There are all these preferences, all these titles, all these separate allowances that are out there, all these different time frames that are applied to different countries. and di It's... It's a remarkably complex system, and to try to reduce immigration to the southern border of the United States is stupidity, but then again, stupidity sells. Okay, and the only solution is when everybody sits down, and I grant you exactly that. Both sides uh, will talk, and neither side wants to actually sit down and solve it because it's, it's, it's great political fodder on both sides. However, I think the Biden administration is finding itself on the wrong side of this one. The Republicans have kind of gotten an upper leg on the, uh, on the storyline of this one. They've, they've bullshitized this one to their advantage more than the Democrats have right now. I, you know, that's the only yeah. thing I could say about and the it. Other, there, there's two other things to this. So one, there's actually, this is, this is kind of similar to the inflation story where inflation is, was uh, across the world, our inflation wasn't as bad to it's like a bunch of other countries. Yeah, there is a a massive rise in immigration of this type across the world. Yeah, like it's just happening, and it's going to keep getting worse as we don't do anything about climate change. Um, so there's that. The other thing is is the way some of these states are going to respond to this. Yeah, um, Texas, they're just going to start shooting people. Like this isn't even going to be a um, uh, a government thing. This is just how Texas is at this point. It's like they talk about staying out of blue cities. You should stay out of Texas. It's a it's a it's a player versus player state. They they shoot their neighbors for literally no reason. Um, they oh they sure they do. They, they the shoot state. them because they're angry and they've got a gun. You know, I mean that's yeah, all you need. But right? it's like that's what's it's going to happen. Like that type of it, that's what's going to happen in Texas. You so know, you know what? I, there's I, two I, things I want to talk. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Talk about quickly Florida, and then we'll get to the um, uh, the town hall. Yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. two bills that happen. There's this e-verify bill, which basically says like if you're undocumented, you can't work here, which is going to tank the Florida economy because other states have tried this, and it tanks their economies as yeah. well because that's what controls their agriculture. Now, is this the right way to go about it? Because they they do use uh, corporations use undocumented labor all the time in order to undercut regular. Of labor. course, of the course. answer is not. To, to go after the, the workers to go after the corporations. Right. That's that's one thing. The other thing is there's this this headline. I don't know if you saw it. It's about the Florida legislator using potentially nuclear waste products in their um, construction. No, I haven't heard this. Go on. So this headline is more – this is a, a headline that is more scary than the actual process. So basically – through their agricultural uh, methods, they actually they produce a phosphorus waste that's a little bit radioactive, and they produce a ton of it. One of the things that uh, people in like India and and this bill is designed to do is to study a whether it is capable of being used in small quantities as like a, a building material that that isn't. So it's not going to like they're not going to be they're not sticking uranium in your roads. It is a uh, a slightly radioactive byproduct of the way they do farming that they have a ton of. And instead of just making it in like super sites, they're trying to find a different way in order to uh, get rid of this waste. Okay. So it is 
the headline isn't is is way worse than actually. It's also, this wouldn't take effect for a year. They're going to study it. Now, granted, would I trust a a a different state's health than the lieutenant governor who directly interceded in their study about COVID to to purposely lie about it? Yes, but is this is is Ron DeSantis creating like a nuclear minefield in Florida? No. Yeah, it, it it it's one of those things where you actually have to leave, read past the headline. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times when you see headlines of this, they're pretty accurate. Like every Republican wants children to starve. That 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 is a blatant uh, thing. They prove it over again. They do it every time. There's some type of every every time they do that. Those headlines are accurate. This one is not accurate. Huh. Uh, well, well, in 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 the uh, interest of honesty and fairness, I appreciate you saying that. Yes. So let's talk about this town hall. Oh, God. It was a fucking disaster. Just <laughs> right off the get. Like, so here's here's the problem with this. You can't do a town hall with this because he you need to be able to fact check him in real time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you need to be able to be prepared with all the information from like January 6th. All the different bills, like literally everything that he's talking about. You need like tons and tons of um receipts and understanding of what he's going to be saying uh this is not the format for this right off the bat it went off the rails yeah um and caitlin collins didn't really push back as much as she could have um I, the first question was why should they vote for you again and he went to start talking about january 6th like and the, the election like that was him um she did push back on him a little bit uh, some of the questions, and then the, the the audience was all in on it. They don't they don't care that he's lying to them because he no, lied. No, no, of course not. No, no, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. The entire time about every single subject. The uh, he didn't get any pushback on the uh, the abortion stuff where he was he was talking about uh, the the infanticide yeah stuff that is he got no pushback on that. He basically defamed Eugene Carroll again. Yep. Um, he he said, "Yeah, I'm going to potentially pardon the the uh, seditious traitors, right. literally seditious traitors, uh, from January 6th. But he'll decide that's, that's his, which ones, if you know, if necessary. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's gonna insanity. Be he doesn't care. Yeah, because um, it's not about it's not about 2024 for him. It's about all the types. Yeah, he's going. He's running for forever, not for just 2024. He wants this power. He because his argument is basically, well, I'll do January 6th better." Um, <laughs> well, or, or maybe, then, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll give myself the term I actually won in 2020, and then I can run again uh, in 2028 and say it's for 2024 or something like that. I, I don't know what the hell is how his brain works, but who the hell cares? I mean, you know, wow. And then some of the other things, um, he he literally said he did the he took the stuff like he admitted to. Yeah, to yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it like. I, I don't understand how this case is still going. He admits it every 10 minutes. Like, literally any time anyone asks him a question, he's like, yeah, I did it. Of course I did it. I have the right under this act. And it's like, and no one ever stops him and goes, okay, can you point out to where? Like, well, that, you know. That, this is it. And, 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 and I didn't see the whole, the whole event. And you're being kind to the commentator, to the, to the, to the, to the, who was, the lady who was running the show. Um, but he stepped all over her, and the moment she would get stepped on, 
she couldn't come back with another line and he would just keep going and she just she would eventually collapse completely and she didn't have facts she didn't have a check sheet she had nothing and it became so apparent it became ugly to me it was and i and at one point i actually turned it off i just i was sick of what i was seeing and the audience I was mean, in the on first, it the first the first 5 minutes was like you got the you got the feeling for it i mean i was if the only reason I ended up watching as much as I did was because the Knicks game turned into a blowout. Early. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There was yeah. no reason for me to be like both of them were simultaneously disasters that you didn't need to be keep, continue to watch. But yeah. it was it's <laughs> like and, and and the CNN response from Anderson Cooper like, hey man, you you can't live in your bubble. It's like there's a difference between living in a bubble and platforming a lunatic who tried to overthrow the government. And giving him a platform to just go crazy for an hour. Uh, like, this this feels so Fox like to me. What they just did. I mean, and 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 the exposure from a legal perspective, they are basically putting themselves. It's like they're willfully putting themselves in the same position Fox was in. They are platforming a guy who they know is going to lie. They are not thoroughly debunking him. They are basically allowing him to go on and on. They should have known. I don't know if they're thinking of doing this again but they are getting dangerously close even in just that one show in that one town hall there is a possibility certainly that Eugene Carroll will be able to go ahead and bring more now it's going to take a long time but she would be able to bring another uh, another case against Trump basically for defamation and on top of all that uh, uh, CNN has to know better. It's not like you didn't just see what happened with with Fox. You didn't just see a seven hundred eighty-seven point five million dollar payout. Okay, it's, you know, what, what are you that desperate for ratings? And the only answer is yes. That's it. It's desperation. Yeah. It's, well, it's it's also for the uh, their new owner likes the the new guy in charge likes these Trump people. He's like, listen, so we we don't talk enough about them. I was like, those are the only people we've been talking to. And also, like, the response from the right is, oh, I would love to see Biden do this with a Fox host. First off, which one? Um, like, who is the most normal Fox host that could potentially do this? Because let's be clear, Caitlin Collins is a right-leaning host. She used to work for The Daily Caller. Yeah. Um, she is She is not a, a, a lefty liberal in any way. So who is the most left-leaning Fox host? Is it Brett Baer? Is it Gerardo? Yeah, like, really. Like, who, who is it? And which one of them is going to let Biden stand there for an hour and defame multiple people and just lie about everything? Like, like that, you shouldn't be, like, hyped up and happy for this. That is a – what happened on that town hall was an embarrassment to everyone involved. And it was a disgrace that this person was the president and has a shot at being president again. Yeah. Well, we, we, we talked about this in the first half of the show today, and I went into it in some detail, my thoughts about this and, and the, the potential route this could all take. Because, again, Donald has no offs, which I, I, I keep going back to the same basic story that I've been doing for uh, over the last six years or so now. Uh, to me, the single most accurate statement about this guy and the most comprehensive statement is one that came from his niece, Mary Trump. And you, you recall she wrote a book. Uh, he, he sued her for writing it eventually. I, you haven't heard from her because she's basically legally had to shut her mouth, unfortunately, although every once in a while you kind of hear something from her. 
But the subtitle, it was, it was, it was. Uh, I think the title of the book was, you know, uh, the making of a, of a monster or something. And this, but it was the subtitle that was so important: too much and never enough. And in most of the interviews that I saw her do, and she's a licensed psychologist, she said that this guy is set up in a narcissistic way that he cannot, there is no off switch to him, and he will simply keep accelerating and accelerating and doing what he's doing until he can't. That's the only reason he'll stop doing it, because he is not he, he is somehow restrained, but he cannot restrain himself. And we're watching this thing accelerate and pick up more and more and more. What I saw, uh, or what I've saw and, and, and seen repeated and heard of from what happened the other night with CNN is a guy who was already off the rails. And I saw a bunch of people in the audience who looked like an old Rush Limbaugh audience from back in the 90s where all the guys wore jackets and ties and all the women were all dressed up. And it was, it was that, kind of, that kind of sickening feeling that it was staged, it was put together, and that basically we, we show respect for Donald and for ourselves. They would do this for Limbaugh. Now they're doing it for Donald. And it's like... I, I, I don't know how to express my, my disdain and my disgust for it. But if the Republicans just don't get their, their arms around this in a big damn hurry, uh, we are headed for a, 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 a train wreck, and the train wreck is going to be the entire country, the, it's our entire judicial and, and legislative and, and constitutional system versus Donald in whatever way he decides to try to take it off the rails and help, of course, bring his followers along with him. And I don't want to see where this goes. It's uh... Oh, but one of the, the, the positives is he might have saved the country from default by literally just saying, yeah, fuck it, do it. Oh, by, by, by simply bringing the point up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they, they only need five Republicans to, to cross over. Yeah. To, to get the... Uh... Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure you can... You can, you can uh, run the campaign talking about how you know he's he hates america so much he's going to cause it to default and that can under and he encouraged it he actually said i think they should default because well they're going to do it eventually in the future so let's do it now it's like what the hell <laughs> yes that's grandma you're not going to have your social security check no 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 auntie you're not going to get your medicaid payment this nope and you're and you're in nothing will be there it's all gone forget it yeah yeah uh-huh right let, let let's just go and do it uh, David, there is, uh, it's, it's getting weirder and weirder. Uh, I can only hope that, yes, your, your, your perspective that maybe some rational Republicans may find a way to recognize that this is a suicide pact that they are in with this guy. And hopefully you'll hear this from more and more as time goes on. But, uh, this is why we... <laughs> Well, according to the laws of physics, time is moving. The, the arrow of time is moving in a forward direction, and we can't get ahead of it right now because of uh, Newtonian limitations and and uh, general relativity. But but meanwhile, that's why we uh, that's why we that's why we play the games, and that's why we do the shows. And I so appreciate you your your information and your insight on all of this. Uh, where else can people find that information and insight? Uh, Twitter at Faces Ideas Bill. Great. Uh, and I encourage you to keep up with David and everything he's doing. And I encourage you to stay with us here at Center Left Radio. And uh, 
Thank you so much for being part of this, David, uh, as always. And as always, we call the segment to a close with a little more jazz. been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. Donald is already off the rails. He is going to rant and rave. He's only going to get worse. He is going to confront. He's going to deal with his own grievance. He's not going to be able to control himself. The only thing that prevents a head-on collision between Donald and the American Constitution is a Republican Party that realizes its survival depends on controlling this man.